Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're watching or listening, depending on which platform you're on, this edition of Hypnosis Week, which is a monumental edition. It is edition 100. Can you believe we've done 100 of these with people from around the world? Um, I can't. But there you go. And you can see all the back issues, as it were, at hypnosisweek.com. I'm really excited today that I finally managed to get onto the show a gentleman all the way from Australia. At least that's where he lives now. Uh, he's originally from over here in England, uh, as he will explain to you more fully in a few moments. A gentleman who is a very successful stage hypnotist, a very successful hypnotherapist. Um, he does motivational corporate type uh, stress management work and motivational sales training. He basically does a bit of everything in all areas of hypnosis and does it in a manner that is very successful. Some of you may have and this will give away his name to those who don't yet know. Um, I don't, that might have mirrored it. It's bloody mirrored it. But so you might not have worked it out yet, but the gentleman sat to the side of me that I'd like to welcome to edition 100 of Hypnosis Week, all the way from Australia, is the author of The Rogue Hypnotist. It is the man himself, Mr. Mark Anthony. How are you doing, sir? Thank you very much. Yeah, excellent. Thank you, mate. Yeah, very good. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Now, yeah, we are going to talk about hypnosis in a little bit, but for two reasons. Anyone who comes on the show, I always want their origin story. What, How was your life? What happened? What led you to getting into hypnosis? But with you, that's kind of even more relevant um, as people who go onto Amazon uh, or to the link below this video or the audio speaker on the podcast channel and go to uh, Mark's website and order a copy of The Rogue Hypnotist by Mark Anthony will discover this is a really big book, uh, but it's not padded with nonsense. This is an inspirational, motivational, and at times emotional roller coaster ride read. Um, but that's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to let Mark tell you what this is all about, which at the same time will answer the story of how did you end up becoming the hypnotist. I appreciate that. Great intro. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I've actually had an interest since I was probably eight or ten years old. I grew up in the children's zone for a while. Um, single parent family, just couldn't, couldn't keep all of us. So I was the one that was sort of thrown in the children's home in a nice way. And it was in the children's home that I actually saw a, a movie, and I'm sure many hypnotists, and if they haven't, they need to, I saw Spengali. Mm -hmm. And although it's obviously a fictional character and everything else, it was fantastic to me and very fascinating at the time. And, and it, was, it just stuck in my head ever since then. And then years later, I sort of got into it a bit more. I started seeing more. And then years later, I, I then went to see Paul McKenna. I'd always known I was different friends. My, many of my friends I've lost. It's, it's actually six now. I know there's only four in the book that I've lost on drugs. Um, it's actually six now. So uh, I lost six friends to drugs and it's the environment we grew up in and we grew up in a very rough environment and to me I just knew I had something different up here and and I knew my path if I wanted to change path and change environments as we say to all our clients in hypnotherapy I had to change it myself and um, what you've got to understand is where I came from there was nobody at dreams and goals it just wasn't that they weren't the sort of people and if they did, they never did anything about it. So I had to change the environment. And so I started off, I actually went to see uh, Paul McKenna. And mm -hmm. I saw Paul McKenna many, many years ago. Absolutely loved him, loved the show. 
and I bought some of your products. I bought some of, uh, obviously, Alma McGill's, the, the, the Bible of state hypnotism. That's, if you haven't got that as a state hypnotist. You were still using your, when you got some of my stuff, you were still using your other name, weren't you? No, no. Well, uh, well you I'm, know, it's just because no, when no. I was reading this, and yeah. I discovered the other name, which it's not a case of him covering anything up. It's, just, uh, it's all covered in the book, but it's burning. I thought, that sounds vaguely familiar for some reason. Well, let's have a look. How long have you been? How long have you been doing what you've been doing? Uh, the Mind Care Organisation UK, which is I don't, don't run that now, but that is where I have this recollection that you may have ordered stuff. So that was set up in nineteen ninety-five. Ninety-five. There was stuff on sale before then, but that's when the Mind Care Organisation was set up. Okay, well, I changed my name when I was about 19 or 20. So, and so I'm, I'm 56 now. So okay. if you think back to them, so it could have been, it could have been under Colella. Yeah, could have been. I don't know, it just, just rang a bit yeah. of a bell when I saw it. I thought, oh, right. I'm, I'm sure that I would have ordered it under Anthony, though, many, many years ago. And if it wasn't under Anthony, it would have been under Colella. Oh. And then, because I ordered yours, I think I ordered... Um, Oh, Alex DeVal. You remember Alex? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's actually yeah. good stuff, yeah. Oh, his stuff was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, obviously, Ormond McGill. I mean, I, I followed him for years. Um, oh, who was the other silver? Not Marshall. Tom. Uh, Tom, mm. thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. Thank you. Mm. So, Tom Silver. And look, to me, it was fascinating. And do you know why I'm doing your interview, mate? Go on. Because I love the underdogs. I remember years ago when you first started, and I used to see people fucking bag. We can swear on here, can't we? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Okay, good. I remember I just have to mark the podcasters over 18s only, but that's fine. All right, okay. <laughs> I remember seeing people fucking bag you on some of these groups and things, and it used to really piss me off. Well, it used because to piss me off, you, but it's water off a duck's back now because they still do it, it. Exactly. But you know yeah. what? You 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 still carried on, and I admired that because because I always grew up as an underdog. I I love the underdogs. To me, you know, the way you just I never saw you moan or bitch about things. I just saw you get on with what you were doing, and and I admired that. So to me, you were somebody that I. I liked. I mean, it was just one of them things. I, I never had a sort of dislike for you, Tom Silver, Marshall Silver, any of those people, you know. So they were the ones I actually looked at. And and Paul McKenna, obviously, he was one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. um, I When I saw his show, you know, even the induction, I mean, his induction was very, very similar to yours. And I think combined, I used to use the, the two of their, the inductions. Well, let's be honest, just for the sake of clarity, the reason uh, some elements are, well, practically identical, almost in certain respects, McKenna's induction to that used by me uh, at the time, in the early 90s anyway, is because we both, and I will openly admit it and do in my uh, courses now, uh, modelled, as NLP would call it, um, the structure of a show done by Andrew Newton. Yeah, yeah. And just for the record, ended up successfully suing, taking legal action against McKenna for ripping his show off in the 90s yes. and Newton won. But there again, Andrew modelled his show, as the video yes. evidence shows, on Robert Help, and he used to do the Glasgow Pavilion in Scotland. Right, yeah. And that's it. You know, that's what I always say to people. We, you know, we all model. And, and I, I used parts of 
that I used parts of many inductions when I was young. I used parts of yours. I used parts of Paul McKenna's, like I say, which were very similar. Um, I've, I'd forgot all about Andrew Newton. I, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but because uh, I love him, I think he's great. Um, but it was more, I sort of more looked at, um, you know, I looked at Marshall Silver. I like Marshall Silver, although he's uh, sort of changed a lot now, hasn't he? He's, he's another one that's changed and gone into, I can make you a multimillionaire and yeah. five minutes thing which is a shame because as a stage hypnotist he was brilliant and Alma McGill I mean I've, I've always used to use a lot of his stuff I think like anybody any stage hypnotist you know we we have to uh, they're, they're proven things and, and I'm a great believer if it's not broken don't fix it although over the years too right there's too many people go oh I've invented this it's completely original to me and it, it might be that what they've ended up with is a recipe that's original but a lot well all the ingredients if you do your research you can probably find in books from the 1800s on mesmerism absolutely the recipe yeah. may have been put together differently but it's not as revolutionary as they want you to think to go on their three thousand five thousand dollar or pound cars totally agree mate yeah I, I totally agree with that and that that's the thing you know i'm a great believer in um Look, there's hypnotists out here that do my show literally to the letter. Now, that gets to the point of being out of order. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and hence they don't, I don't obviously speak to them anymore. I'm huge, as you've seen, you've you've read my book. I'm mm. huge on respect. Well, I say I've read it, I'm, I'm kind of up to page 284. <laughs> because I fell asleep the other yeah. night because we went out for a meal, so I didn't I didn't get it finished before the interview. Oh, well, look, thanks for ordering him. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And it's hey, well uh, worth it. Bloody fantastic book. And I recommend any of you who are listening to get it, even if you're not interested in hypnosis, even if you just come across this podcast by accident, thought, what the hell's this? And you carried on listening, get a copy. Um, because in any event, it's not about learning hypnosis from this book. Although, if you're a hypnotist who already knows about hypnosis, there is psychology leads into it. But it's yeah. more of a motivational self-help book in a in a in a storytelling manner, albeit that story is true. It's this man's life. Oh, well, that's the thing you see, and I and I always wished when I was you know growing up that the friends that I've, I've lost through drugs and other things, I just wished that that book was out and I could have done the the sort of motivational speaking to them then. And and it didn't happen that way. They you know they chose a different path. Um, and then, you know, when I came to Australia, I'd, I'd had businesses in the UK. And then when I came to Australia, that's when I really got into it. I mean, I, I sort of went, look, I'm here. I'm going to start it full time. And, and I did. I started it part time, then full time. And that was it. Uh, my first show was to 200 um, people at a soccer, soccer match, an end of season soccer match. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, I was petrified, absolutely petrified. And, you know, if you if you saw the pictures many, many years ago, I had people, and this is what I'll say to any budding hypnotist, stage hypnotist, I had people, I had about 15 people on, on the stage, or I say stage, on the soccer field, on chairs, and I had... Oh, well, right, you're actually doing it on the page? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, was, okay. I didn't even know what stage was back then, mate, to be honest, but... Right. Um, I, you know, I had sort of one person hypnotised there at 15. I might have had one hypnotised there, then two gaps, then another two hypnotised. And I was so scared to move the ones that were hypnotised, I just did the whole show with gaps in the seating. And, and it, was, it was brilliant. And I, what I realised then 
is if you put the the effort in and you and you just keep going i'm a huge believer in persistence and and you can see from my book i i just carry on there's a great saying by um, winston churchill and i know you would have heard of it if you're going through hell just keep going don't stop in hell have you heard of that saying yeah it's a brilliant quote yeah. and that was me and that's been me pretty much all my life for many many years and and i just kept going and kept going and um I, I'm very fortunate. I had a, a wife that was uh, an ex-wife that was fantastic at market, marketing. She was like you. That's what I've always seen as you. You have always been a fantastic marketer. And that's what I've always admired about you. The, the fact that, number one, you never gave up. So that, that to me, you didn't care what other people thought. I love that. And you've always well, been I don't care person. these days, but there were times when I did care. I'm I sure there were. didn't show it. Yeah. You know what? You didn't, you didn't stop. And that's that's what anyone's got to admire. So, you know, I take my hat off to you for that because I used to see them bag it and I used to really get fucked off with that. I, I used to see other stage hypnotists in these groups, top, top stage hypnotists in these groups, having these swearing matches with each other. And I, I literally joined the group, saw these two very, very successful stage hypnotists bagging each other, swearing, fucking, I'm going to fucking do this, I'm going to... And I just went, that's it, I'm done. And I never, ever really mix in those groups. And I, I don't need to, you know. I'm just one of those, fortunately, I can I can wipe people very, very quickly. Um, it doesn't phase me to wipe people. And, and that's what I saw in that group. And I thought, I don't need these sort of people. So mm -hmm. although I follow some people, and hence the reason, like I said, I've never done an interview with another stage hypnotist, ever. So, you know. I, I, I noticed that, yeah. I, I just won't. It doesn't. It doesn't interest me many times. I did it because I, like I said, I've always loved the underdog because of how I've grown up. So I love seeing people succeed, and to see you carry on with all the things that were happening to you years ago, I admire that so much, mate. And you, you, I really mean that. So to me, the, the utmost respect for that because that is huge. And and then I just, um, I just carried on like you. Just went through. I've been put down i've been kicked around and i just carried on like yourself well i think it's fair to say and if, if i get any of this inaccurate please please correct me but i think it's fair to say that anyone who picks up a copy of this the royal hypnotist by mark anthony you're going to read about mark's life now i think i'm not obviously i'm not going to give you the details because that I did i want you to read the book but i think it's fair to say that the following subjects get covered in there yeah. Uh, divorce, um, being in a kid's home, um, drug addiction, both people you know dying, as you've alluded to, and also yourself um, yeah. having involvement with glue sniffing, um, self-destructive behaviours, depression at times, um, basically anything you can think of, even right down to... There's no such thing. Sounds bad, this, but it'll make sense when you read the book, okay, on Mark Matrix to have my oldish sexual abuse as opposed to high end. It makes more sense. It's not bad like it just sounds like. I'm not poo-pooing anything. Um, anything you can think of, the one item on its own for some people could be what becomes that psychological blockade in the mind for them that holds them back in life which is where us therapists come in, hopefully at some point, to help them get free. Um, 
Well, think of any of those you can think of, and the chances are it's in this book. Um, Marks encountered it in his formative years and early adulthood. Would that be fair to say? Oh, absolutely. I, this is why I can relate to so many of my clients. And this is why I bought a new, um, I've actually um, bought out a new course called Self-Help Hypnosis. And it's a combination of self-help and self-hypnosis. The reason I bought it out is because it, it's actually, you've probably heard this story as well. And if I go on and on too much, it's because I'm so passionate about what hey, I do. So, please do. That's exactly what this okay. podcast is about. So have you heard the, the story about the Acres of Diamonds? Yeah, uh, heard that story. I, I think if it's Acres of Diamonds, as in the one that's in, I'm having a mental block now, but um, the master key, Charles Hanney. Okay. I could be. Is it okay? So what actually happened in the Acres of Dimes? And I'll go through it as quick as I can. But no, it, please, it really please go through it in your normal fashion, because there's bound to be listeners and viewers that will benefit greatly from this. So please go All ahead. Right. All right. So I started hypnosis nearly 19 years ago. Um, absolutely love it. Even to this day, I love it. And what I did, I actually, I always dreamt of being more of a sort of motivational type person. Um, to help motivate people and to let them know that uh, I've got a new podcast that I'm going to be starting called Fuck Adversities. And the reason no, being, yeah, and the reason being is obviously because of the book. You know, if you see my life, I'm not one for excuses. I don't believe in excuses. I'm one of these mm -hmm. that if I've done something wrong nowadays, I promise you, I'll put my hands up and say, no, I've done it wrong. If I've done something right, though, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Mm -hmm. And if I, if, you know, life's about choices. You make your own choices. And I think when you abide by those three things in life, you can do anything. So to me, what I did, I actually put the course together, self-help gnosis, a combination of self-help because I can relate to so many other people. Um, I call myself a real life coach, not just life coach, but a real life coach. Mm -hmm. And that's because I can promise anybody I can change their life. And I can. So, and it's not an ego thing speaking, I promise you. It's the fact that I know what I've been through. I know I have helped other people and myself through things. So what I did, I, I started self-help gnosis. And for nearly 19 years, I've had it right there in front of me, what I really wanted to do. But by, I had other trainers training some of my courses. And one of them was my self-hypnosis course. I started training it years ago. And then I, I'm somebody, Jonathan, who likes to do things quick. Let's get it done. Let's get it out of the way. So to me, to train somebody for a week or two weeks in a hypnosis course, it's not for me. I not agree that. more. Yeah, it's too most long. of it's bloody padding anyway. Thank you. He's exactly right. And I totally agree with that. So our courses are based on two days and another two days. Intro to hypnosis and uh, hypnosis certification. When I first took my course, I, was, I did a three-day course. And 19, nearly 19 years later, I'm still doing hypnosis. So when people say, you can't learn hypnosis in two or three days, of course you can. You've just got to keep practicing and practicing. It's not about the learning of it. It's the practice you put in after you've learned it. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you'll agree with that. Yeah, so, totally. And I totally, you know, I, I really had this passion to help people. So I thought starting these courses and training other hypnotists would be a great idea. However, what I found was training other hypnotists they weren't going away and doing anything with it. So I, I was hoping in, in my head, I saw training other hypnotists to become hypnotherapists. 
then they go out and help all these people. It didn't work that way. And in the Acres of Diamonds story, there was a farmer in Africa. And what the farmer had, he had a farm. And then he heard about the diamond rush, like the gold rush. So what he did, he sold his farm and he went off searching for diamonds elsewhere. Okay, then the guy that took his farm over, the guy that bought his farm, he was walking along the stream, he had a stream at the bottom of the farm. And he was walking along the stream one day and he picked up this big shiny rock. And he thought, oh, wow, it looks beautiful. It, looks, it was all glistening and everything. So he took it back to his house and put it on, cleaned it up, put it on the mantelpiece. One of the neighbours came over one night. Now, I don't know how true this story is, but it, it's fantastic. So if it is true, brilliant. A neighbour came over one night and they were talking and just having a few drinks. And the neighbour said to him, what's that on your mantelpiece? And he said, oh, it's just some rock. I've got it out of the stream down the bottom. And the neighbour started looking at this piece of rock and he went, do you know what this is? And the guy went, no. He said, this is probably one of the biggest diamonds you'll ever, ever see. Mm. So he said, how many more in that, that, um, that lake, that stream? And he said, oh, it's loads. They're just scattered everywhere. So it turns out that the, the first farmer that went off looking for diamonds, all the diamonds were actually already there in front of him. He just didn't see them. And that was the same as me with hypnosis. I trained all these other people, hoping they would go out and help other people, and not all of them did. And I thought, well, that's still not getting that motivational talking and helping them how I want to do it. And it was right there in front of me. It was, it was self-hypnosis, but then I combined it with the book and called it self-helpnosis. So it was a combination of self-help. And self. So it's been right in front of me for nearly 19 years. I just didn't see it there. So now with the new course that I've got out, I, I absolutely, I'm so passionate about it. Um, and because it's a combination of everything I want to do. I love hypnosis. I love making people laugh in shows, seeing them laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. And I love motivating people. You know, to me, like I said to you, that's why I always liked you as the underdog years ago. I really used to get pissed off with people that used to put you down. Because to me, why? The man's the only one fucking doing anything and you're putting him down and disrespecting him. That bugged me. Well, really? I always say if people, and it's, I don't mean necessarily regarding me, regarding anyone, the fact is, if the people who, hypnotherapists will see this as well, it's not just stage hypnotist. In fact, any holistic health practitioner will see this in social media groups as people going, this is the best way to do reflexology. No, you should do it this way or this technique. Doesn't matter what the modality is. It still goes on. You get the egos clashing or you get the people who've been, well, there's an element of cognitive dissonance, isn't there? There's people, they've, they, they pay thousands upon thousands of pounds, for example, for course after course, and they're not necessarily making enough money to comfortably pay all the bills and be relaxed. There's more a month left at the end of the money than there is money left at the end of the month. And rather than perhaps opening their mind to the fact they need to learn how to market themselves and perhaps look at the people who they consider to be egotistical, arrogant, going, look what I've done and what I can show you, rather than that pushing their buttons of I haven't quite done it myself, if they were to open themselves up, yes, they might end up being one of those people themselves who actually butts their head above the parapet, which they currently yeah. don't like, but if they did it in the right manner, it wouldn't bother them about doing it, because that's what's holding them back from getting anywhere. 
Well, I was re- I always remember one of the other guys you trained, and I always I so I used to watch the pair of you, and he was a guy with red hair. He had oh, red Robert hair. Temple, yeah. That's Temple, that's it. Is he still doing it? Yeah, and he's doing in the past couple of days. He he did a podcast interview for something called. I think he, uh, I've forgotten the name of the podcast guy, but it's called The Happy Hour Podcast. Tap that in with Rob Temple in the internet, you'll find it. That was done last week. And yeah. then they started releasing video clips. That's only an audio podcast, but they started releasing video clips. And it's been going a little bit viral in so much as the clips were getting like fifty to 100,000 views. Wow. But then yesterday or the day before, Lad Bible, which is this massive viral yeah. website, yeah. did an article on him doing what is effectively we know as the light in heavy hands. But they shared the video going, this hypnotist will hypnotise you over the video. And that yes. appears to be going viral. And he's got um, UK theatre tour that starts um, middle of September. I think it's about yeah. 20 venues he's doing this time. He's been doing it for the past few years. So he's doing real... He's, well, he's one of literally a tiny handful of people that are actually doing capacity theatre venues in England. Wow, well done to him. Yeah, he was one of the very first that I remember you were with. And you always seem to be very close, a pair of you. So, so it was all... Well, always he's a really remember. nice guy as well, you know. Yeah, just hypnosis yeah. aside, he's, you know. Yeah. Plus he's into magic as well. And I, I started out doing magic before hypnosis, so that's a bloody obsession in itself. Well, that's and that's another thing you see. I think one of the the other because I bought a couple of your products, maybe three or four. I think another one was one that was it was called magic and it had magic stuff in it and hypnosis stuff, and it was on a, a CD. Obviously, if any CDs, I know they're on now, but it was CDs. It was it was CDs, and it was loads of books on magic, hypnotism. Uh-huh. So. That was another one I bought from you many, many years ago. And look, I, I can sit here and say I, there's many people that I, I've sort of used their stuff because we all have to. We have to start. I trained myself. I didn't have anyone in Australia to train me. It was literally me watching things like, well, as I say, you, Ormond McGill, uh, Paul well, you've McKenna. alluded to the key thing. The key thing is you actually getting off your ass and taking action. And that's the missing exactly. component with a lot of people. That's it. Look, I've, I've got my stage hypnosis. I've got a stage hypnosis course that I've, I'm bringing out in August. And it's online. So it's mm-hmm. called stagehypnosismastery.com. And that's, I've always, whenever I've trained stage hypnotists here in Australia, I've given them everything. And I promise you, hand on heart, there's nothing that I don't give them. I give them my invoices, my contracts, my posters, my letters that I send out, my every single thing, how to take a phone call, what to do, how to market your products, how to sell back of room products, you mm-hmm. know, CDs, USBs, all the DVDs, everything. So nobody that's ever taken my course has not, you know, one of the stage hypnotists over here, you know, that he's got quite a few shows. These are one that I say we, I don't talk to anymore, but, um, you know, I taught him everything. When he first came to see us, he was a bag of nerves. He had no confidence. He was anxiety through the roof. So we put him through the self-hypnosis course. We put him through the intro to hypnosis, hypnosis certification, then the stage hypnosis. He's gone off and done other things. Um, but like I say, the, the only thing is with, with that sort of stuff, I'm just one of these that 
Um, there's, there's a great saying, you know, and anyone, any other hypnotist out there, and I mean this on Jonathan's behalf as well, and it really doesn't matter to me if they like this or not, but it, the old saying is never build yourself up by tearing somebody else down. And, and that's what I've seen many, many people do to the I agree. That... I agree with you, but I just want to add one. It doesn't contradict what you've said. It's just to add to. But also don't, because this is the stuff going on. We're doing this on, recording this on the 16th of June. It will actually go live later today with Eddie Luck. Um, and currently in England, I some people are perceiving it that I've made some sort of personal attack upon an individual whose name I won't bother mentioning here because otherwise then that does look like some kind of... But the point is, do not confuse somebody posting um, facts and easily checkable evidence and links to governmental websites such as Companies Health illustrating the earnings of a company and showing that that individual may be misleading people to give the impression they're earning more money than they are, which some, which is arguably obtain, attempting to obtain money by deception. Do not, just because you've already previously spent thousands on that person's cause, who I've now exposed as misleading, start saying that I am attacking somebody. Um, no, what I'm doing is, in the public interest, pointing out somebody is misleading people with their advertising, and blatantly, well, at the very least, distorting things purposely and um, giving a false impression through admission. I say that because when this goes out and people start looking around, they go, oh, he sat there all cool like agreeing with Mark, but at the moment he's personally attacking somebody. Well, I'm not, yeah. unless you consider posting links to company house showing somebody's company is not earning the level of money there falsely portraying it as to be attacking then in which case yes i am yeah Jonathan, Sorry I interrupted i've no no you you were you know what you brought up a good point because i on my website i've actually got um like i've got a banner i asked a, a somebody years ago to about three years ago to produce a banner for me mm -hmm. and he produced a banner i've got i use somebody in um south africa for my banners some of the website stuff etc so I asked him to produce a banner. Anyway, so you produce this banner. Now, what you've got to understand is I've performed in front of 10,000 people, like many of us, okay? So it's, it was just, it was a banner. To me, it's a banner. Anyway, so there's a guy over here, a magician, and he, he sort of, during COVID, he lost all his work, and he got very, very angry and very jealous. I don't even know him, but he got very jealous of me for some reason. And so he started looking at the, the banner and oh, he said, you know, you've not performed. I know where that is. You've done it. And I went, what are you talking about? Anyway, he did this big, you know, I'm going to do this. And, I'm, and I said, yeah, it's not a problem. I said, no, you're right. I haven't. I said, I had that design three years ago. I asked the guy to, to produce a dramatic banner. And he did. I said, so what's the problem? Anyway, he got really, he started you know all this keyboard warrior stuff and everything i mean i've not crossed paths with him yet because he, he's uh, i did ask him for his phone number and his address but he wouldn't give it out so oh, to me, exactly and that that frustrates me if you're gonna sit there giving it that then you know you might as well just open your door 
And uh, but he, he never did. But don't worry, mate. I, I've been there myself, you know, and that guy, he tried to sort of put me down and try to make everyone else dislike me. But I said, look, it's not a problem. I said, it's yeah, I didn't. I said, I had somebody design that for me, a designer, creative designer, but he didn't like it. So you're always going to get people say things about you. This is why that, I don't that's something it. that people will actually take from your book, or at least I hope they will, when they read it. And I think it's very relevant to the underlying part, of the underlying core of your kind of message. Is like if, if we're honest and truthful about it, too many therapists will try and give the impression that everything can be made to be completely hunky dory on all levels at all times. And the truth is, it can't. There are always going to be some people, whether you get to know about it or not, but in this day and age with the internet, the chances are if you're on social media, you will, uh, who are not going to like you. And you can choose to either A, let that hold you back, or B, deal with it if it needs dealing with. Sometimes there's legal issues that need dealing with, or sometimes if just playing goes over a line that you can't ignore. And you go. But ultimately, get on with it. Well, they're wasting their time. They're not inputting energy into furthering themselves. Absolutely. Well done. Well said, mate. This is exactly what it is. You know, one of the people I was talking about earlier that I actually trained, um, he's, you know, doing everything and anything. He's going into venues, you know, two months before I'm due to go back there and doing a show. So these sorts of things, you've got to just get over it. You've got to understand, you've got to realise and, and you've got to understand there's going to be people like this. You know, they're going to step on you to get to the top and they're going to say things about you. They're going to put you down. This is why I don't mix with a lot of other people. If I do, I really want to know who they are. You've read my book, Trust to Me is yeah, yeah. Respect is huge. You know, integrity is huge. And if you don't have them, then fuck it, I don't want to know. Don't do not, don't come knocking on my door because I'm, I'm a great believer. Look, people will put you down. Like I say, that's why I'm sitting here with you because they used to put you down. And I respected the fact that you just fucking carried on, mate. I love that. And, you know, that's that's huge to me. And the fun, do you know, the funny thing is, I said to a friend of mine, the funny thing is about Jonathan now, people that would have bagged him years ago are now being interviewed by him. So, and that's what really, really is amusing to me. Well, I won't put the actual, I won't put the names out there, but you were completely correct. There are some, a hand, certainly a handful of people in the past hundred episodes yeah. who definitely have in the past made false, defamatory or distorted statements about me on social media years ago. Yeah. Now, that's in it. fairness to them... God knows why I'm saying in fairness, but in I'm fairness to them, there are people who who still believe what they read in the media. Of course. Um, who have not yet learned that, you know, if it's in a newspaper, especially anything that Rupert Murdoch's behind, which he's yeah. got a lot in America, a lot in Australia and England, that you're probably best off not believing it until you've independently verified it from numerous sources. Absolutely, yes. But if you believe them, I am a drug smuggling, counterfeit money supplying, Uzi gun salesman pimp. Wow, did you make Who hypnotizes women against their will to get them into bed. Yeah. Um, 
no. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And that, and again, like you said, mate, there's always going to be slander. Uh, there's always going to be people putting you down, always disrespecting you. You've just got to harden yourself. So anyone that's looking to get into hypnosis, you're going to get it. Especially nowadays, I've noticed nowadays a lot of hypnotists are coming out at the woodwork. Their integrity and their morals, their ethics and values and respect for, for other hypnotists is pretty much fucking zero. So, and I'm not saying everyone's like that. So before anyone starts messaging well, they're distinct, me... They're distinct differences. There's some people out there that are cool. I've got, but I know what Mark's saying to be true. And that's it. And, and so to me, you, you've just got to toughen yourself. I've got a great friend who's a magician and he's one of these, keeps himself to himself and yet he's hugely successful, you know, and I've got many friends that are magicians, but this one particular one who took, he took my state hypnosis course, his integrity, ethics, morals, value. You've got to remember we're in a, a profession where you've got to have good integrity, ethics, morals, and values. Now, nearly 19 years I don't have a blemish against my name. Why? Because I'll never step over that line. Mm. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to harden yourself. Don't worry about all the fuckwits that are going to be putting you down and trying to step on you to get up the ladder. Which There's I think is a place. perfect time to bring up, and you do allude to it in here, but yeah, yeah. that you, you, one of your more successful uh, shows, albeit that you do various types of shows, but one of the more successful, certainly initially, was what you called Hypnoti. Adults only, um, which is kind of what I did in the early 90s, which caused, you know, because it was the complete polar opposite of McKenna's squeaky cleanness. Yes. Uh, people were like, ban him, he's obscene, he's a part of it. And it wasn't because very rarely did people get claws off. It's just that when it's written up in newspapers, it sounds a lot yeah. more sensational than it is. But you had people in the industry out there, didn't you? Oh, we shouldn't be doing this, you know. I, I don't give a monkey's look, but other people's opinions, and again, other people's opinions don't pay my bills. I was very good friends with Ron Rico and Martin St. James. Very good friends before yeah, they passed. Two, two old timers, sadly, no longer with us. Some of the best of the many hypnotherapists need to, need to understand if it wasn't for Martin St. James years ago, hypnotherapy would have been fucked. And he spent his own money. He came to UK. He went to high courts and everything to keep hypnotherapy where it was and mm. keep the name of hypnotherapy. So many people need to well, understand. Well, there's Martin St. James, and they were around the same time. Another guy who's no longer with us from England, uh, Peter Casson, who's yes, the Federation of Ethical Stage Hypnotists. He, That's it. it was him, because of him, the, the stage side, but also he did defend therapy. Didn't yeah. get completely banned in 1950. I know it's the 1952 hypnotism which came in in 1953, but it had to go through Parliament. So I think off the top of my head, it was 1950 or 51 when an American guy, Ralph Slater in England, oh, had all these allegations yeah. against yeah. him of causing people to feel depressed and bad, and they were trying yeah. to ban stage yeah. hypnosis. Yeah. So yeah, um, Peter Casson in England and Martin St. James, originally from Australia, definitely were two of the people yeah. around that era that say yeah. both stage hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know the funny thing about that, Jonathan? I, because I was good friends with both of them before they passed away. I'm going to go back to my hypnoti show. Yeah, and, and in fact, a guy actually took my hypnoti name. Mm -hmm. He took it in the States. So this is how much people copy us. 
he took my hypnotic name and I'm not, not going to say who it was, but he took it. He obviously found that I did a show called Hypnoty and took it and I don't know what he's doing. But the funny thing about Martin St. James and Ron Rico, they were obviously competition mm-hmm. and they used to do shows all around Australia. They, those were the times when they would fill theatres of two, three, four, five thousand people, five, six, seven days a week. And they were in competition all the time. And uh, the funny thing is they're both buried in the same place. Absolutely, yeah. And I go and visit their graveyards often just to say hello to them. But they're both buried in the same cemetery. They're one end of the other. (laughs) But how bizarre is that? And yet they were in so much competition years ago. And I'm very good friends with Shane St. James, which is Martin's son Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And I did a show on a ship. And they got us mixed up because they they put us both on the same ship at the same time. Oh, so that's a bit odd. They didn't mean to. They got it mixed up in their head office. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we did a show. I did my show. He did his. And I'd seen his show already many times. I love him. Him and his dad, I love them, you know. And so I, I saw his show and he came to see mine. And after the show, he, he said, Mark, he said, so I'll be honest with you. He said, I've never, ever, 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 ever in my entire life gone to see another stage hypnotist. He said, I've never, ever done it. He said, I didn't, I, he's never interested in me. He said, I loved your show. Yeah, Mark, Ron Rico said to me, literally three months away from passing away, he said, Mark, apart from the fact I would have taken you under my wing, he said, do you know what? He said, the thing is, I never used to have to do adult shows years ago. He said, we used to pack the theatres, two, three, four, five thousand mm-hmm. deep. He said, so we never had to do adult shows. He said, and I know you do. And he said, you know what, son? He said, I will tell you one thing. Give the audience what they want. And that's what I've done. That's why my Mark Anthony's Hypnoty show is successful, because it's 95%. Exactly. If there wasn't an audience for it, you'd, you'd end up stop doing it. And that seems to be what, you know, other people seem to forget. They go, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Nobody wants that. Well, if they didn't want it, why would years later you still be doing it? Exactly. I, I don't give a monkeys what other people say. Like However, say, that does lead me on to another question. Political yeah. correctness going mad in the world. Yes. Is it a he, she, them, it? What I, pronoun should you use? Otherwise you can offend people. You can't tell certain ladies. jokes. How's that affected your shows? Well, I come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, or for those who are yet to decide. Now, that's not offending anyone. You either have decided or not. You know, I've, I've got many friends like that. I've got many friends that are gay. I've got many friends that are going through that decision-making at the moment. I, if, you, if you can look at it and go, well, I don't mind. Whatever you want to be, you be it. You know, just, you know, just be it. I don't care. You, well, you, how, would you, how do you handle it? I mean, I, am, I can pretty much guess what your answer is going to be, but I think it's better that viewers and listeners hear it from you. You know the old thing, you've got a certain number of men, a certain number of women on stage. Yeah. Even saying that these days could offend, because there might be people who identify differently. And it yeah. used to be a case of you'd have routines that were more funny if you yeah. got men to do them, and certain ones that are funnier if you got women to do them. And you might cross, keep changing between the two. But when yeah. giving the suggestions, sleep everyone, I'm talking now only to all the men on the stage. Yes. Yeah. When you wake up and hear this piece of music, you'll do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You bang on the piece of music, up jump the men. Yeah. In the old fashioned meaning of the term. And then 
also up jump what some people who are not up on their modern pronouns um, may be sat there thinking this has gone a bit wrong because there's a couple of women jumped up. Yeah. But you can't really say anything now, can you? Because if you do, it looks like you're trying to justify on the one hand that it's gone wrong, but it actually hasn't because those people are identifying as being men. So they've done exactly what you told them to do. Yeah. I know this sounds ridiculous, but that's the world we're moving into. I've had that. And I just say to them, when they do jump up, I say to the audience, oh, okay, and there you go. Now we know. So that's what I say. Nice, nice phraseology. Absolutely. Yeah, look, it doesn't, you know, people can get offended about anything. You know, people... People can call you anything, they can say anything. I just look at things, Jonathan, and just say, look, if you're going to get... I love Ricky Gervais, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, he's late. comedy. I love Jimmy Carr. I love Jimmy Carr. I love... They're, you know, they're, they're great comedians. I, I just believe that people take things too seriously now and they take things too far when they don't need to. Yet they're doing it a lot of the time for attention that they don't need. You know, and that's why when somebody does jump up on stage, I just go, okay, great, and and now we know. It's it's no problem, you know. I don't I don't care what you are, what you do. I don't care what creed, what color, what religion. I don't care if you're male, female, or yet to decide. Let's just have a show. That's an excellent phraseology, law there. But isn't it? Hey, but you look, know, now we know. Leaves the exactly. audience to decide what we now know. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent phraseology. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anyone should be offended. Like you say, they do, but they shouldn't be. Don't be offended. Just get on with life. Life's too short. I believe you know we we we're here once on this earth. I always say before my show, if I'm struggling for volunteers, I just say, listen, look, what you've got to understand is, ladies and gentlemen, yet to decide, we're here once on this earth. You know, whether there's an afterlife or not, we'll never know until we get there. So why don't you come up and have some fun while we're here now? And all of a sudden people go, and people have come up to me after a show and they've gone, do you know why I came up there? And I go, no. And they go, because you said we're here once on this earth. And, and I get more more people coming up. I really, it's, it's amazing how many people, the great thing about it, you've learned the hard way you had to become a stage hypnotist. I've learned the hard way. I, I wasn't trained by anybody. Did I watch things? Yeah, I did. I, like I say, I watched you. I, I read the encyclopedia through and through of Orman McGill, stage hypnotist. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul McKenna, loved him. Peter Powers, I can't leave Peter Powers out. Fantastic. You know, so all of these people that I used to watch, I used to then learn from it. So we learned the hard way. We learned the struggles. We learned the mistakes. We learned all these things. So you've just got to keep adding your own stuff to it. So to me, when we say things like, ladies and gentlemen, those yet to decide, or, oh, there you go, and now we know, you know, other people can learn from that. You don't have to make that mistake. Learn from it. you think, I mean, this is going off totally, why do you think it is that, well, there's yourself. Yeah. Uh, There's someone whose name's escaped me at the minute. It may come back to me. If it does, I'll... No, it's not there at the minute. And then there's also Peter Powers. Yeah. All originally British. Yes. But all yeah. now living in Australia and doing yeah. big scale stuff yeah. with hypnosis. Why do you think it is that the British, originally British who've moved to Australia seem to, I'm sorry if I'm going to upset some Australian viewers or listeners, but there you go, um, seem to be doing better than the people from Australia? 
Do you know what it is, mate? I, I honestly believe, I, I could be wrong, our sense of humour is very different. So mm-hmm. I, as you know, we can get away with so much on stage because we have that British accent, because I swear like a trooper, in my, in my unless I'm around children or females, and I, I can really, like anybody, you, you know, it, you just reduce it. Yeah. However, I, it just comes out normally. And so I believe Australians love all that. Aussies just, uh, many Aussies go for the underdog as well. Yeah, Australians are great for that. They love the underdogs. However, they do love a bit of naughtiness. You know, like many people, they love naughty, they love a swear, they love a drink. So I believe that with the accent and all that combined, that's why they sort of hook into those, those sort of naughty hypnotists that come here. And um, look, there's hypnotists that come here that will only do a family show. And, mm. and that's fine. Absolutely nothing wrong, nothing right with that. It's we're all different. You've read my book. I've grown oh. up being naughty. I've grown up being a larrikin. Yes, thank you. I've grown up being that rogue, that street rogue. And so to me, you know, an adult show is, is fine. You know, I, I remember a comedian in the UK called uh, Chubby Brown. He's I mean, still going strong. Is he really? Well, there you go. You want to hear more and more venues on a weekly basis, Law. There's literally every month at least two or three of the venues he's supposed to be doing where the venues get cancelled last minute because the local council authorities ban the venue from having him on because apparently it's too offensive for, you know. That's a funny thing. I, you know, I look at it, I always put no proofs, please, on my posters. No proofs. Don't come along. If you're going to get offended by me saying the word fuck, don't come along. No proofs. And, And I believe that, you know, if you don't want to come along, it's like you and I now, we're talking. Well, if people get on and they don't like the look of me or what I'm saying or they don't like you or the look of you, fuck off. Just turn the channel. Go to another channel. If you're watching TV and you don't like it, turn the channel. Don't sit there you used me with points of view years ago in England, the BBC show, where people are writing to complain about being offended by stuff on TV shows. Well, they're given details. If, if they were saying I was offended by something that happened in the first two minutes, well, then they'd yeah. want to say something 20 minutes in. And then so yes. that's 45. You watch the entire <laughs> thing. So like you said, you change the channel. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that is so true. I've, I've had people in my show do that. A guy on the ships, he, he, was, uh, he turned out to be a psychologist. And I saw this guy out of sort of 1,500 people out there in the audience. I saw this one guy sitting there like that. I promise you, like that. And he had a big beard and everything like that. Anyway, so after the show, about a week after I got back from the cruise ship, this my agent phoned me and he said, Mark, look, a guy's complained and he said that you said things to the, the because it was an adult show that I did that night on the ship. You said things to the, the some of the girls on stage and, it, you know, you, you really were filthy. Fortunately, and I'll give this advice to any stage hypnotist who record every show. I record every show I have done since day one, nearly 19 years ago. I recorded it and I said to my agent, no, I would never have said that. If the guy said that I said to the girls on stage, come back to my cabin and I'll fuck you after. That's what he said to my, yeah. So he's, he's told Royal Caribbean Cruise Line that I said these words. I knew I had, I never ever say anything like that in my show. So fortunately, I'd videoed it. So I sent, I had to send the video to my agent, who then sent it to Royal Caribbean. And it turns out, fortunately, I found out who the guy was. 
I wasn't meant to, but I did find out. And I went on his website or his Facebook page. It turns out to be a psychologist. So no. people will always be offended. However, he sat through the whole show, two-hour show. I saw him sitting there for two hours like that. And that's what I said to my agent. I said, look, if he was that offended, it couldn't have been that offended. He was sat there for two hours in the show. But then, what you, like you said, they then complain. You know, they want to complain. Don't, don't complain. Just go to another show. Go and see a puppet show down the road or something if you don't want to see an adult hypnosis show. This is probably why I, you know, I love, I, I do love the adult show. And it's very rare that I get people walk out, um, probably because I am so cheeky. I'm che you were cheeky in your shows years ago. I remember when, when I, I think the first video I got of you, it was, it was on DVD, it wasn't a, oh, was it a video? It might be, no, it was probably DVD. VHS to start with, yeah. It might have been a VHS then. Okay, yeah. so you were quite cheeky in that. You know, to me, I love all that. You know, like I say, I love Ricky Gervais. I love, you know, Jimmy Carr. I love, you know, Chubby Brown. It's that naughtiness. We all need a bit of naughtiness. And uh, so, you know, if they're offended, go away. And I know I've gone on a bit, but I, I'm so passionate about what we do and how we do it. I always believe never cross the line. I've never, uh -huh. ever in thousands of shows, never and never will make anyone take any article of clothing. I know there's hypnotists that do. Never have I done it. And I never make anyone reveal any deep, dark secrets on Sage. That's for a therapy session. I say that before the show. So, you know, there's so many things that we can we can protect ourselves. No proof. Don't come to the show. If you don't like the show, go away. Um, you know, there's so many things you can protect yourself by saying or doing. So I know I've just probably, that's gone yeah. very long. Full of excellent advice there for anyone who's getting into this, without a doubt, if they actually... There are gems to be mined for people who actually go back and watch and listen to this again. We're getting close to the end, so I want to, I'm want i going to move off stage hypnosis a bit because yeah. and go back to what you alluded to being your kind of current focus, namely bringing together contents of your book, The Road yes. Hypnotist, Mark Anthony, together with your self-hypnosis course to kind of blend it together into a motivational, inspirational thing that, as well as being a course that you mentioned and please after the interview inbox me any website links so that i can put them underneath few, the videos <laughs> i do have a few websites that's so. fine i'll put them all underneath the videos and oh, audio podcasts so that everyone can easily find you and take a closer look at everything you mentioned and everything else you released obviously to get your message out there more yes um the more people know about it, the better. Um, so what, what, what I was going to ask you is, do you have ambitions of kind of breaking, I know you've done stuff on telly, but breaking more into the television, the media arena to become more? That's, and again, that's something that um, I really am focused on the motivational stuff a lot more now, because like I say, we're, we're only here once on this earth. I've done nearly 19 years of many, many shows, thousands of shows. I've been so blessed to work on nearly every cruise line out there um, and theatres and RSA, you know, same as you. And, and it's now, I still love to do the shows. However, I do want to do a lot more of the self-help notice and the motivational stuff to help other people. And that's massive to me. I, we can help people by letting them laugh in the show. 
And so I still want to do a lot of shows, but the self-help stuff mixed with the hypnosis is something that I'm really, really looking to, to get a lot more. I'm going to put that online soon as well. So selfhelpnosis.com, that's, I'll send you that link as well, but sure. that'll be turned into an online course. And it's self-hypnosis like anyone does, same as you, same as me, same as every other hypnotist. However, it's combined with the self-help stuff. And that is okay. so powerful, you know, and we all have to start somewhere. So if we can start with self-help and that self-help by, you know, combining it with self-hypnosis, man, that is so powerful. You can change your life. I know I truly mean like that. Um, and going back to the rogue hypnosis, I've got to say, and please, you know, let me say this online because I would love to know, and I never, ever knew okay, this. Okay, right, let me, I know what you're going to say. And here's yeah. the thing. Okay. okay. I sit here as someone who thinks he's about to read your mind. Yeah. And I know, I know the definitive answer to this. Yes. And I suspect the question you may have been about to bring up is the one I was going to bring up to you that loads of viewers and listeners will be thinking of, ah, Mark Anthony's book, The Rogue Hypnotist by Mark Anthony. There's the clue. He's clearly the rogue hypnotist who's written these dozens of books that are available on Amazon under the title The Rogue Hypnotist. Well, if you go on Google and type in who is the rogue hypnotist, you were suggested, and so were you. <laughs> person suggested more than anyone else might be me. Exactly, yeah. And all I'm going to say right now is that either a, there's somebody out there who is very well covered their tracks; they're not trackable be- yeah. through to who they are or a holding company. Because they know that if they were tracked, they it would cost them an awful lot of money because there are sections that are word for word, paragraph for paragraph, practically identical to sections from my three books published decades ago. I know that, mate. There's also sections in those books that are practically word. Well, there's, there's stuff that's phraseology that's word for word, but then there's stuff taught in a manner that anyone who was to look at certain Seminar videos of mine would go, well, that's quite clearly practically a transcript of that, or at least it's someone who's watched that phrase. Wow, I never knew that. Wow, okay. Because it's amazing how many people end up joining my Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp who say the reason they've joined it is because they really enjoyed my books. Yes. Go, oh, great, my encyclopedia <laughs> of hypnotherapy, stage yeah. hypnosis. And so, and they go, no, 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 no. You're a rogue hypnotist ones. Yeah. So obviously I was going to ask you, because it's obviously not any way connected to me at all, um, no, no, no. whether or not you are actually the rogue hypnotist behind those books. No, look, I, I will tell you now, no. And I've, I've always said that to anybody. I promise you I never, ever knew there was a rogue hypnotist out there. And that's a guy I swear on my life. I never knew there was another rogue hypnotist. I called it the rogue hypnotist because I was a complete street rogue. Well, there isn't, I... there isn't another rogue hypnotist out there in the sense of you try and find any mention of the rogue hypnotist. I mean, so good, that rogue hypnotist, that he didn't manage to buy the domain name. You've got it. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> I've got a domain name for the rogue hypnotist. I got an email many years ago from somebody that really bagged me. And he said, I've been doing this and I put my, I want, you know, I've done everything to, you know, to um, do all this with my books. And, and I didn't know who it was. 
honestly, I didn't know what this guy was talking about. And then people used to email me and they'd go, oh, you, I love your books. And I went, I said, I've only got one book. And they said, you're the rogue hypnotist. I said, yeah, the rogue hypnotist. Anyway, so then I went on a search and I found all these books. Now, I will say to you now, and I, I, I would love to know who he or she is. And the reason for that isn't to bag them or anything, because I, I love their books. I've read I'd love to know. Can I sue the fucking ass off? Oh, oh, no, okay. Well, I can is tell... that a double bluff? Is that a double bluff? Because I couldn't sue them if it was me. Is that a double bluff? <laughs> well, but if it isn't me, I'd sue their ass off because there's so much of my stuff in them. But you know what I want to say to them? Mm -hmm. If they approach me, I would be no problem at all. I would start selling their books on my website as well. So if they wanted double whammy of, you know, selling their books alongside mine, because they've got no rogue hypnotist websites, I've got every one of them. And I've, I've, I've gone on searching for people that might know them. And I emailed... Well, I'll tell you two things now. One, if you did that, you could end up getting involved in litigation once I found out who they are. Or again, is that a double bluff? Um, but if you wanted to earn money from their books, with my material in, largely, then um, all you need to do is sign yourself up as an Amazon affiliate. Set up a free Amazon business account, set up as an Amazon affiliate, and you can choose the option for which books you actually want to show direct links to on the shop page of your website. And anyone who yeah. buys them, you'll get like um, a commission direct off Amazon for because it it saves them money on their pay-per-click advertising. I never knew that. Okay, well, I, I might do that. And, and look, I, I, I can sit here and say, although now you've said it's a lot of your stuff, I do enjoy those books. I've read a couple of them. They are I enjoy them. It's, it's, like, it's like watching myself do a seminar. It's bizarre. You've got to get that in there, mate, haven't you? <laughs> You've got to make them... Either it's a double bluff, because I want you to go out of curiosity viewers and listeners to buy them, because then I profit yeah, from them. That's it. Or I'll benefit when I sue the person and have to get a breakdown of all their sales and get compensated accordingly due to the copyright infringement. Either it's way, not... I win, so it doesn't help you know whether it's me or Mark, does it? But it's a shame, though, because it's... Well, especially if I become an affiliate for it as well, that means I'll be giving you money, mate. That's, that's good. That's a good thing. Exactly. But I did write to a few hypnotists in the UK, including the, the Jackwins. I, mm. I emailed them and said, look, do you know this rogue hypnotist? I'd love to contact him or her um, because I do want to talk to them. I, I'm not somebody, you know, I've, I'm just one of these people that, um, like I said earlier, if you stand on others to get to the top, it's, you know, once again, you know, you climb that ladder, you step on others to get up the top of the ladder. They're not going to be there to catch you when you fall down that fucking ladder, I promise you, because I won't be there. Unless you've given them full the credit. Yes. Standing on the Mazin trampoline, wrong. Standing yes. on the shoulders of giants and giving credit from where you come from, yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, I do agree with that. And that's the thing. See, I, I know one of the, some of the people that have been interviewed They've not given me any credit at all. And that's fine. That's their own issue. That's their own opinion. And, you know, I've told them everything they know, but now they're stepping on me to do their shows over here and they're doing them months before I get into the venue again. No. So, you know, to me, I don't, I don't like that. You know, again, like I say, we're in a, a profession of integrity, ethics, morals and values. If you start seeing hypnotherapy clients, you better be ethical. and You better have good integrity. 
So that to me is huge. So if you go out there and do it to other stage hypnotists, step on them to get where you want to go, your integrity is fucked. You have no respect for them, and especially the ones that have taught you. You know, you've got no integrity, you've got no respect for them. And to me, that's absolutely terrible. So if you are planning on becoming a stage hypnotist, it, do the right thing. You know, do the right thing. Like I say, I've got some of your stuff. I've got Orman McGill's. I've got Tom Silver's. I, you know, uh, Peter Powell's. I actually, I didn't see, I saw Peter Powell's. I didn't get any of his stuff. He didn't have any, I don't think. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, yeah. Paul McKenna, you know, that's, I can sit here and say that, yeah, of course, a combination of all that stuff helped me, definitely helped me. So I don't care if you you look at one hypnotist, stage hypnotist stuff, or 10 or 20, you know, at least, at least use it and give them some sort of credit. Like I so said, I give you credit for the fact that you've never given up. You have no idea how much that means to me, hence why you're the first person I've done this with. So, you. you know, that's, that to me says it all. Are you still with that same girl? When I think you had your Jag, you had years ago. You bought your Jag with the number plate years ago. Yeah, and... uh, no, I um, I've been oh, crikey, I had that mental mind block there for a second, which it shouldn't be because it was only the way. Um, you, you? Just had uh, last month. Well, we're on, we're on June, so um, yeah, um, literally. Couple of weeks ago, I get them confused because there's two a month apart. One is anniversary of getting together, the other is wedding anniversary. We've just had ninth wedding anniversary. Congratulations, uh, well done. Which, yeah. uh, but 15 years of being together, and but no, it isn't um, the same person. No, right, it's somebody okay. far saner, far yeah. more. And um, you can't say things like I don't want to hear it. I can, it's positive, far <laughs> saner, far more supportive. Yeah, far better yeah, person. That poor lady that you're saying that she wasn't. No, just saying comparison. Far saying, <laughs> far better. You've always been a great marketer, mate, and a great salesman. <laughs> you got out of that one. That was a backpedal. You see, they call that a backpedal. <laughs> well so done. Look, we, we, we've slightly overrun the hour, but hey, I'm, oh, I'm so glad we had because it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to end with a question I ask everybody as they're sat there thinking. Did they conjure this up beforehand? Did they plan it in advance? This is a wonderful marketing scheme for rogue hypnotist books. Uh, there was nothing set up in advance on any no. of the questions. This has just been a free-flowing conversation. And I will say one final time, get yourself on Amazon and buy this rogue hypnotist book. This yes. one doesn't contain any of my material at all. This is a genuinely original book because... It's this man's life and well worth reading because it's inspirational, emotional and um, educational as well on many levels. Absolutely. So before we draw things together and encourage people to go to the links that will be below this video and below the speaker symbol on the podcast channels. The stage is yours, so to speak, either for a nugget of wisdom, whether it's on a personal level, a business level, a hypnosis level. It doesn't matter. The stage is yours. What would you like? Something you'd like to nugget of wisdom or something you'd like to share with viewers and listeners? As I say, if you're looking to go into stage hypnosis or hypnosis at all, always just never cross the line. Have that integrity, have respect for the other people that you surround yourself with and, and ethics and morals and values. They're huge. I mean, they're so huge, mate. You know, you, we really are in that profession where you've got to have them. And I find nowadays people coming in on board the hypnosis train, Many of them don't have that. 
And, mm. and you and I have been around this a long, long time. And, you know, many of them don't have it now. And I, I mean that in the sort of, in a way that I'm maybe saying to them, even the ones that maybe don't have it or haven't had it, find it. You know, you don't have to do the wrong thing to others, but especially to other stage hypnotists trying to tread over them, put them down and, and, and do what some of the people have done to you and I by trying to get to the top, putting us down. Don't do it. Just, you know, do the right thing by people. You know, we're here once, once, that's it. You know, do the right thing, you know, yeah. and um, you, you can change your life if you want to change your life and have a great, great time in life and have, have a job that you absolutely adore and have fun with. It's definitely state hypnosis. Yeah, I, I can tell you that. And I, I do thank you again, mate. I really mean that. As I say, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's something that I, I don't do often uh, because I probably choose to. Um, I choose not to rather. So, um, you know, it, I do look at people's um, Facebook stuff and everything before I go and do interviews with, you know, even news channels and stuff. But I, I knew I've known you for years. As I say, I've had some of your products. Um, I've always loved the fact that you've, you've been that underdog and still keep going. So well done, mate. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot. And it's been great getting to know you over Zoom. But yes. also getting to know you by reading this book, or, or as Thanks. I say, I'm like 278. So I've still got that's probably yeah. tonight's bedtime readings because quite a few pictures at the back of this bit. So it won't take quite quite as long. But this is really eye-opening uh, yeah. and really brutally honest. Yes. And I suspect that it will push buttons in a lot of viewers and listeners. I don't mean like buttons in the sense of you're going, I don't agree with him. I mean, yeah. in there's bound to be something on some level that will touch you personally. Yes. That Mark's either directly had an experience of or been on the peripheries of it happening. Oh, yeah. Um, so in and of itself, this is, it is a self-help book. It is, absolutely it is. That was the whole idea of it. Well, it's it was an autobiography, but it's a self-help book. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, and thank you for mentioning it so much. It really means a lot to me for people to actually read it and realise that if, if I can go through all that and come out the other side and succeed, so can anybody. And I really mean that. And, and if they don't believe it, message me. You know, I, I truly believe that. I believe that I can change anyone's life. And I really mean that so Go much. to those links. Yeah. Below the video or below the speaker symbol, reach out, make contact with Mark and Absolutely. take that step towards changing your life for the better. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Viewers and listeners, please share this far and wide. Um, obviously, if you're getting the Vimeo link and you're on my list, you can download it. Everyone else, I'm fine with you downloading it. It's just a lot harder to do it from YouTube. But you can find services out there. You can share it. What I'm telling you is these Hypnosis Week interviews, you are free to share far and wide because that's the point of them, to spread the world. So once again, thank you to my wonderful guest, Mark Anthony. Thank you to you, viewers and listeners. My name's been Jonathan Raw, or by birth, as many of you know, Alex Williams-Smith. Bye for Thanks, now. Mate. Thank you. See you.